All right. Well, if you're listening now, I just want you to know that this week's going to be a little different. Um, this episode is going to be released on the 8th. And the 8th happens to be my, Crystal, 30th birthday. So Bianca and I thought it would be a really cool idea if we um, changed it up a bit. And maybe for this episode, it'd just be me and I'd just be talking and hopefully I don't come off too preachy. But um, I decided to maybe write a letter to myself, to my younger self, to my present self. Um, you know, I've been looking to, forward to turning 30. I, um, I don't know. I'm not scared of getting old and I'm not scared of meeting each new decade that God willing life has to offer. And so I decided that I talk a little bit about some stuff, the, the very little <laughs> knowledge I've accumulated over 30 years. And like I said, I don't want to come off preachy and I don't want this to come off as advice. This is just a letter to myself essentially. So if that's your thing, if that's your jam, if you're even remotely interested, I hope you stick around and listen. So for those that aren't here for the first time, my name is Crystal. I'm a stay-at-home mom to two littles, and you're listening to the Messy Buns Coffee Runs podcast. It's a place and a space where every mama can come and talk. This week's going to be a little different. Usually, you know, for anybody that usually listens, it's usually my sister and I talking and bantering back and forth and going over whatever topic we're talking about that day, but today's going to be a little different. Okay. So, I've decided that this year for my birthday, you know, 30 is a big one. The dirty 30. It's the, we've all seen uh, 13 going on 30. And sometimes I do feel like that. I'm 30 flirting and freaking thriving. Um, we're going to do things a little different. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. And you know what? I'm not going to be embarrassed by it. I'm going to put myself out there and just say what I want to say and Hopefully someone likes that I am recording this. I'm trying not to be too loud because my kids are asleep. Um, but you know what? Here we go. It literally says, hi, Crystal, a letter to myself for my 30th birthday. I don't even know where to start. So I'm just going to try to figure it out along the way. I'm going to be 30 years old. Or maybe even by the time this releases, I am 30 years old. And I've never been so excited for a birthday. I don't know if it's just because, you know, we've all seen the 13 going on 30. We were all hoping to be Jenna at one point. And maybe that movie just glorified our 30s in a way that we hope it would. And um, maybe it won't be like that at all. But I've always had this deep feeling of um, excitement when it came to my 30s. I'm romanticizing it greatly in my head. I have a feeling they're going to be the absolute best years of my life. Um and while that might seem weird for some people because, you know, getting old is scary and, you know, you're no longer in your 20s and, you know, a young fox. Um, I'm weirdly excited about turning 30. I've been, you know, saying I'm close to 30 or even calling myself 30 for at least the last year. Um, I just had a conversation with an old friend about this. I've She's actually probably my oldest friend that I have. Um, shout out to Anissa. I met her when I was 12 and we were best friends. Oh, my God. So many good childhood memories with her. And we were talking about how she just turned 32 and 30 as well, not 32, but, um, about how our twenties had so much uncertainty in it. And we were so unsure of careers and relationships and figuring out who we are as people and what we like and what we dislike. And 
what we liked out of trend and what we liked that stuck around and how the 30s are going to be different because that stuff is figured out. Well, at least for the most part, I hope so, right? Um, all that stuff is figured out. I'm not so uncertain. So I hope that this decade just brings really great things for my life, even if it's just this decade. And the reason I say even if it's just this decade, because, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that Tyler Perry movie where they talk about Mindy's going off on this tangent about how difficult it is to be married when you're in your 40s, because those are the crazy years. Those are the years that if you're in your 40s, your parents, you know, most likely are elderly and you know, you're going to have to start dealing with death of parents and death, loss of loved ones and people around you start getting sick and getting divorced and remarrying. And it, it could be a really tough decade. And that's what I'm really hoping <laughs> that if, if that's what I have to worry about when I hit my forties, that my thirties are for me to buckle up and enjoy the ride. So, um, I'm just going to jump right into this little letter I composed for myself and I'm, I'm going to be reading it, but probably mostly just improvising stuff what I see here, but I just can't believe it's that freaking time. Your 30th birthday's here, Crystal. And you, I know you've thought a lot about this today. It's been three years in the making that you've been so excited about turning 30. You've been telling everybody you're practically 30. When everybody asks your age, you always throw something in there saying, well, I'm almost 30. I'm almost there. Some parts of me feel like I'm excited for my 30s because I almost feel like it's a chance to unrealistically erase a lot of the mistakes that I made in my 20s. But I know that's a ludicrous idea. While there is, yes, a ton of grave mistakes I made along the way. And this is going to sound so cliche, but I know those mistakes that I've made had to happen. It's all part of a bigger picture. And I can see that now. It's all part of this bigger plan to ultimately help me reach a person I'm supposed to be, whether that's a person as an individual or as a wife or as a mother or as just part of society or part of this, you know, this tiny, tiny speck of a universe that I'm a part of. And I understand that these are uh, mistakes I had to make in order to be even just remotely the person that I feel like I am today. But a part of me feels like, you know, like new year, new me, new decade, new me. And I would love to be able to start new and hit refresh. But that's not always an option. And that's probably not the best way to think about things. Um, You know, because we not only do we learn from our mistakes, God willing, but I feel like being able to talk about our mistakes are a huge part in helping the next generation. Um, I know there was a ton of things that I did that I wasn't proud of for the former part of my 20s but you know what and as I'm saying that I'd love to erase mistakes or put them out of my mind or even forget how ridiculous I could have been but um my 20s housed probably the best decade of my life as well thus far right I am the second half of my 20s where I complete 180 from the way the first half of it is and you know what I don't regret any of it as uh much as I can cringe at the thought of some of the things that I did oh my god I, I probably wouldn't change it for the world. I um, I had a good time. I traveled a ton. I saw places that I never thought I'd be able to see. I um, got to meet people from all walks of life. I got to explore. I got to be free of kids for a very long time to really understand the selfishness that is you being a single adult. And you know what? That for all of its bad, there's a whole lot of good too. 
And because I'm entering this next decade in my life where all these things that have given me new purpose, right? I mean, this whole new outlook, all of these things that I gained in my late 20s that are going to essentially be the driving force behind where my 30s are headed. I'm glad they happened. I mean, I know this is going to sound cliche. This is going to sound like some preachy freaking romantic letter to myself, but damn, dude, like having those kids and getting married and even just finding all you guys in this community, it's like, talk about repurposing yourself, you know, learning to be so something so much bigger than just yourself that you're just, you're not the end all be all. Sometimes there's a whole lot of uh, self love and love to come from helping others and to come from guiding others, I suppose. I want to talk about how, um, not to talk down on myself, but I'm no one uber special. I'm just a regular person with little to no message, really. I'm just kind of <laughs> coming and coming on here and talking to you guys with uh, very little knowledge because, you know, 30 years is in the grand scheme of things is not a long time. But I want to say something to myself that I probably don't say enough and I'm going to take this time to say it. And that's that I'm really proud of you. I'm really fucking proud of how far you've come. I'm really fucking proud of the work that you've done to make yourself better. I'm really proud of you for working on getting rid of those people pleasing skills. Cause you know that that fucking sucks. I am really fucking proud of the person who's turned into a person that is not even remotely close to perfect. I mean, not in the craziest stretch of my imagination. Do I imagine I'm perfect or done growing and learning, but I have become a person that wants to learn and wants to improve a person who seeks to be a better version of themselves. And you think highly enough of yourself finally in your life where you can give yourself a decent amount of respect, but never so highly that you believe you're the knower of all things. And that's scary. Like I said earlier, I'm no expert on any of this and I don't want to offer advice to anybody because I don't have any advice. Um, like I said, this is more of a letter to myself. This is more of talking to myself. I don't, I don't know if any of these things, that's the reality of it. All these things that I'm about to mention, I don't know if any of these things apply to you. I don't know if any of these things even matter, but all I do know is in this moment and kind of having this moment of self-reflection, they matter a whole lot to me. And I guess that's all that really matters, right? I do want to offer myself some reminders and I want to use this, this recording, this time in this episode is almost a reminder to myself that while I have learned all of these things, I'm still working on a lot of these things. I am not, um, I have not perfected any one of these things, but I do know enough to be able to snap myself out of being crazy and to snap myself out of you know, having high anxiety about things that I need to learn to take as in strides. And I want to use this as a reminder to myself in those times when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or a little lost, like I don't know what's going on. And that's, um, let me start off first by saying that there is happiness in all of your own spaces. There will be happiness in all of your own places because you are responsible for nurturing or respecting what makes you happy. And I say this because while I love my husband and I love my children and I feel like they give me so much purpose and so much happiness and so much love and 
it is also a labor of love. There is something to be said about working hard on something, accomplishing it, and having a great amount of love because of that. But because of that, it is my responsibility to make sure I continue to nurture the corners of my life that bring me happiness. It is important that I don't just rely on things. Once they come to me and they, I realize that this such thing makes me happy, it is not my job to stop once it makes me happy. It is my job to continue to nurture it, to make sure it continues to make me happy. You are responsible for that. I know I know the cliches around meeting somebody that's the one and they're supposed to be like your missing puzzle piece and your happiness and they're supposed to do all of these things for you and in all reality, they contribute to your happiness absolutely. But it is also up to you to make sure that you're giving them the tools to learn how to love you and to keep you happy. And I think this is a really, really important lesson I wish I would have learned earlier on in life. It would have saved me a whole lot of heartbreak, but... We are ultimately responsible for ourselves despite our traumas, despite our hardships, despite our ups, our downs, our obstacles. We are responsible at some point to what we do. We can't be responsible for what was done to us, but we can be responsible for what we do because of it. We can learn to harness our fears and our doubts and our shame and turn them into something that's productive, that's wholesome, and that's ultimately something that turns and works to our advantage. These are things that we are capable of as humans with a little bit of help and some hard work. We are responsible for nurturing the people we want to be and the happiness that we have. Another thing I want to tell myself, oh my God, Crystal, you do this so much. And I'm still working on this. Like I said, I'm still a work in progress, but stop waiting for the other fucking shoe to drop. Stop living your life waiting for that other fucking shoe to drop. You spend so much time preparing for the worst case scenario. You think 10 years down the road and think about every possible outcome for every possible scenario. And what I'm realizing now, it is such a thief of the good times that you're in worrying about the worst case scenario when it hasn't happened or may not even happen. It is such a thief of the good times that happen are happening right now for you. You're not allowing yourself to enjoy the good that's happening in your life when you're too worried about all the things that could possibly go wrong or even worried about you're worried about the fact that you're too happy. I sometimes still have a hard time with this. Sometimes I have a hard time where I feel like I am so ridiculously happy or I feel ridiculously lucky that something is good. Good is going on in my life. And I'll hear somebody around me saying that they're going through a tougher time or they're just having a bad streak of bad luck. And I will suddenly start to feel all this guilt. Like, okay, you know, my bad luck is coming. It's coming soon. I know it is because, you know, no one can be too happy for too long. There's something's going to happen. Something's going to make me unhappy. And so I would almost say all these things out loud, trying to prepare myself for the worst case scenario and for the worst that could happen, because I want to know when that bad stuff happens, I was already prepared for it. Like I already knew it. I already knew it was going to come. It's not a surprise to me, but in doing that, it is, it is not something you have to feel guilty about being happy. It is not something that you should be waiting for, for the bad to come. That's a, it's a nasty way to live. 
it's robbing you of that moment when it is good because the bad will come. It's inevitable. It's completely inevitable. There are good times and there are bad times. And because you know those bad times are coming, it should make you want to enjoy those good times even more. If you're just in a point in your life where you're just really fucking happy and it seems like everything's going right, enjoy it. Ride that high. Stop trying to prepare yourself for the worst case scenario. That's not a way to live. It's a freaky way to live. And you're robbing not just your own joy, but the people around you who don't live like that. It's discrediting to the hard work you put in to be happy. It's discrediting to the hard work that other people put in your life to make you happy. Because what you're saying is it's just luck. And therefore, since it's just luck, it could be gone just as fast. That's not it at all. Stop doing that. That's not it at all. That's just the cycle of life and it's okay. So if things are going good for you, you let them go good. If things are going bad, sometimes we take it to the chin, but you got to get back up because just as bad times come, good times come too. And while you can't avoid those bad times, you can ride the high of the good times. And this is something that I'm still working on. Please don't mistake it for one second and think that I don't that I have all these things figured out. I don't, I don't, I'm, these are lessons that I feel like I'm just learning and I'm just starting to try to implement in my life, you know, cause it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do it. And doing is the hardest part. Doing is hard. Thinking is easy. And taking your time to be ready to do things. That's okay. That's totally fine. There's so much I would love to say to my younger self, but um, my younger self at that time is coming on, right? Can't get it back, but I want to please always, always, always remember that when I'm feeling unsure of the times that I'm in, that my life could be drastically different. And I think sometimes like now I look back and I think of the timeline, I'll think about, you know, in 2014, I was in the worst toxic and abusive relationship I could have possibly been in. I was at an all-time low, the lowest of the low. It was a very dark year for me. It's insane to think back now, but to think that in 2014, I was there and I thought I would never get a butt under it. We know how that is, right? We've all been in some really deep, dark times thinking that it was never going to end. But then I look back now, we're in 2021 and 2014 was one of the worst years of my life, but in 2015, by 2015, I was engaged. I met my husband. I was engaged and married to him in the same year to the best man I've ever known. I would have never seen that. I could never see that big picture when I was in that hellhole. And I think about that often now where I think if something's not going my way or something doesn't feel right. I think about how drastic things can be, how different they could be in a year. And one year I went from being at this all time low with this total douchebag to being at the ultimate high, getting engaged and getting married to the literal love of my life. I know that that man was put on this earth just for me. And all of that happened in one year. It doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense. Like 
this is probably the biggest thing that I think of when I think of if I should be stressing about something enough and it makes me feel bad enough. I think of how different things could be. You know, I was watching, um, my husband had sent me this TikTok of the rock. And I, I think this is something that just, it's resonated with me and it's been sitting on my mind the last couple of days. It's, it's really hit home is the rock was talking about how, um, you know, his life ended up like the motivation to, to do things and how crazy your life can end up. Right. They showed him playing in college. They showed him clips of when he played at the U in college. And I was telling my husband, right? Like after that video, I told him, I was like, it's crazy the way life works. Right. He's this big time, hot shot college football star. And, and you could safely assume that this man thought he was going to the NFL. His, I can, I can even picture it. He's, he's this hot shot, you know, athletic college football player, the natural next step for him was to go to the NFL and live it up in the NFL and be some big superstar and live, you know, this crazy lavish life as long as he could. And then, you know, figure it out after that. But even at the highest, the highest level he could have possibly achieved in the NFL is not anywhere near where he's at today. The fame, the, the success he's achieved it's not even remotely freaking close. I bet you he couldn't even, he didn't have the capacity to even think that big. Then he talks about how, you know, that was ripped away from him. That dream was ripped away from him and he thought he was never going to get out of it. He was so hurt and he didn't understand why life was taking away the one dream that he had, which was to go to the NFL and play football and, you know, be this big megastar in, in the football world. And, and it's like, oh my God, life took that away from you, but it gave you something so much bigger that you probably couldn't even have fathom that you would be this amazing actor, entrepreneur, wrestler, superstar, producer, screenwriter, making probably more money than you could freaking imagine. Someone who very rarely's career gets better with age. He only gets better as he gets older. Now he's having a, what, a movie or a sitcom narrated after his life. Could he ever have imagined that when he was that football player back in college thinking he was just going to go to the NFL? The NFL is so small compared to what he's doing now. And I think about that. I think about that often. Like, God, you think you want something so bad. And sometimes life just fucking comes and sweeps you off your feet. And you're like, what the fuck? This is the only thing I wanted. I worked so hard for it. And it's really just because it's probably being swapped out for something so much bigger than you realize. And trusting that process is so important. So whenever you're feeling so down and out and you feel like things aren't going your way. And I've, I've felt like this even recently. I've had some some ones I've been taking to the chin and I'm just sitting here with my husband realizing, okay, I'm not going to force it. I'm going with the flow here. There's, I don't know what it is. Something is going to present itself at some time. That's going to make me go, aha. That's why I didn't get that. That's why I wasn't allowed to do this. This is why we couldn't get this. This is why this is the reason. And, and had we gone down that path that we thought we wanted for ourselves, God, we would have never ended up here. And I'm waiting for that moment. I know it's coming. Another thing, <laughs> it's taking me a long time to learn this one, but it's okay to say no. It is damn okay to stick up for yourself and it is damn okay to put your life first. It is okay if you put your happiness first, your mental health first, your boundaries first, your self-respect first over what anybody thinks or may not think about what you do for yourself. 
If you need to say no, you say no. No one's going to die from you saying no. No one's life is going to be so drastically changed or inconvenienced by you saying no to something that you don't want to do. And you don't need to be embarrassed by it. And that is okay. Not everyone's going to like it. But that's fine. And that brings me to my next point. I had a teacher in college. It was my last semester right before I finished my bachelor's. She had said that you need to, I can't remember the dimension, so forgive me for this, but it's like a three by three card or something like that. It's a very small square. And in that three by three card, you write down, it's a super tiny square. You write down the names of everybody's, you write down the names of anybody whose opinion actually matters to you, like deeply matters to you as a person. You don't even have to tell, and, and you don't have to tell anybody about whose name is on that list. You don't even have to tell the people who are on that list that their name is on that list. This is very private and this is for you. And if, if it's going to affect the people that are on that list, then it's something you should reconsider. But if it's not, you shouldn't care about what anybody thinks that isn't on that list. I think about who is on my little card and whose opinion I care about that deeply. And if those people ever voice their opinions and say that they're not happy with something that I'm doing, then that's something I would, I would take pause. But if anybody else has an issue with it, oh, well. Keeping and choosing those small people to be on that square card and write down their names and decide these are the people's opinions that I care most about makes making decisions for yourself a lot easier because you're not thinking about how your actions will affect literally and everyone in a domino effect. Well, if I do this, it'll hurt X person, Y person, Z person, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F. And then you're trying to be all these different people to all these different things and humans that it's impossible. You'll wear yourself out. Only the people on that square card matter. Their opinions matter. And that's the end of that. Oh God, and this is, let's talk about apologizing. I wish I would have learned this lesson a whole lot sooner in life. Um, and this is something that I hope that I instill in my kids from the get. And I hope this is something that this becomes second nature, part of their personality embedded in their DNA. Apologizing makes you more mature. And it makes you a more intelligent person because you are able to realize what you've done wrong. Apologizing does not make you weak. It does not make you a better person because you're more stubborn. You can outdo that person. Never apologizing when you're wrong. I'm only talking about when you're truly wrong. Does not make you seem stronger by any means. If anything, it makes you look really unintelligent. And I've realized that I used to see apologizing, apologizing first or apologizing at all as the sign of weakness. Like, oh my God, you know, this is there. I'm going to be thought of less because I apologize. I'm weak. I can't stick up for myself. I, this, I, that, and that's not it at all. A person who is able to look back at a situation from the outside in and say, damn, this is what I could have done better. I'm accountable for my own actions. I'm not accountable for anybody else's. Therefore, I need to apologize for what I did. That to me is a highly intelligent person. And I want to be, I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be intelligent. 
I want to learn. I also want to be able to know that I can take responsibility for my actions, no matter how hard of a pill it may be to swallow that. Guess what? I'm not perfect (laughs) as much as I'd like to be, as much as I'd love to be right in every situation. The last time I checked, I never learned anything new from someone who agreed with everything I said. Debate is good. Intellectual conversation is, is good. Keeps the senses sharp, especially when you get to this point in life where I am, where it's just wife, kids, a lot of whole lot of routine, a whole lot of white picket fence. Being able to talk to somebody who doesn't always agree with my opinion is, is, is nice. It, it, it keeps my senses sharp, you know. Be patient. God, patience. I have never been good with patience. I have always been somebody who needs instant gratification. If I want it, I need it now. And if I don't get it now, I'm going to be upset and I don't want it. Very immature thinking, but be patient when it comes to big purchases. Debt is so fucking hard to get out of, but so easy to get in. The system makes it easy to get into debt and it makes it practically impossible to get out. Be patient. Have patience when it comes to your big purchases. You may want it now, but you may not want it in a week. You may not want it in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Give it a chance. Give it a chance to grow on you. When there's a delay in gratification, the gratification is almost higher every time. It's just like when you earn things for yourself. And always have a rainy day fund. Don't get caught without a rainy day fund. Shit happens. Shit's always going to happen. And something's always popping up. You want to have that rainy day fund. Know that you're on your own timeline. You are on no one's timeline but your own. You could be 30 and go back to school. It doesn't matter. Get your bachelor's at 40. It doesn't matter. Get your master's at 50. It doesn't matter. Have a baby, then get married. It doesn't matter. Buy a home when you're 45. It doesn't fucking matter. You are on your own timeline. There is no one set timeline that everybody decides, oh, well, you know what? You didn't buy a house by 30. So, you know, it's not really that big of an accomplishment then. And yet, fuck that. No, it is. Becoming a parent at any age, an accomplishment, a huge milestone. Buying a home at any age, an accomplishment. Finishing school at any age, an accomplishment. At any time, because things tend to come when you're ready for them. You're willing to work when you're ready for it. So if you're contemplating, you know, you're 27 and thinking about going back to school, but you're like, oh my God, but by the time I'm done, I'll be 31. And do I really want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll be still be 31 at some point. 31 will still come and you'll be damn glad that you did it. You don't know where life is going to be. Don't be scared to take that chance. (sighs) Something that I've had to learn as an adult that I, another thing that I hope to teach to my kids and instill in them from a young age so that way it's not something that they even think about is if someone trusts you with a secret keep it so long as it's not something that needs to be reported but be a trustworthy person keep your word you're a safe person to talk to don't betray their trust if someone trusts you with a secret don't go around gossiping about it it's not your business to tell get permission nurture your home and nurture your kids for me nurturing my home and nurturing my kids that is the best place if I only have so much energy to give that's the place where I'm giving 
if I only have 25% energy to give at the end of the day, you best believe I'm giving that 25% to my kids and my husband or even myself. I'm nurturing home and home means not just my kids and my husband. It also means me. I'm nurturing my home base. That is the best place to expel any and all of my deepest love and all of my energy because those are the people that I have depending on me. Just know that I'm, as I'm like getting ready to wrap this up, because I don't want to make this long, right? I'm literally just talking by myself and I don't want to be <laughs> so full of myself that I go on an hour long rambling on about this, but I'm still a novice to all of this, you know, 30 is not old, right? There's still a lot to learn. And while, like I said, like I, I am still working on these things. I am not perfect at any one thing, but life is about progress. And as long as you're making progress, that's okay. I still struggle with some of these things and that's all right. God willing, I have a lot of days to get it right. I really, really hoped, I really, really hope that some of this resonated with someone, whether you're a 91 baby and hey, you're turning 30 this year and it's a big one and whether you were struggling to turn 30 or to turn any age at any time. I feel like as you welcome another year of life, I know people should say like, you know, be thankful that you're, it's another year that you're alive. Be thankful that you're another year with your loved ones, but it's more than that. While I'm thankful for all those things, I'm really, really thankful that, uh, I feel like I'm getting wiser with years. I feel like I'm gaining knowledge. It's another year of learning. It's another year of growing. It's another year of maybe getting closer to the answer of what is the fucking purpose of life and why the fuck are we here? I don't know. I don't know. 30 is so young still, but God, is it also so many years of knowledge that I'd love to have more answers to, but this is the best I got for now. I cannot believe I'm admitting that I don't know everything yet. They let me bring little humans home from the hospital. Like they legit didn't make me take a test or anything. I just was able to pop these suckers out and say, okay, here you go. There's literally no guidebook to this. All I can hope for is that at the very, very minimum, at the very core of who I am as a person, I'm willing to learn. I don't know the answers, but I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to learn what it is. I'm willing to be taught. If you made it this far and you're okay with me rambling, I'm sorry if I was all over the place. I was nervous to make this. I have no one else to, you know, banter back and forth with. Usually when my sister's here, we have such a good, you know, it's just like us hanging out. We we never have issues recording this episode or episodes because it's she's somebody who's so easy to talk to for me. And while I'm sitting here talking to myself in an empty room while my husband's getting paint for this freaking door. My kids are asleep and I'm getting a little hungry here. I just, I'm staring at myself in a mirror like, <laughs> you're not talking to anybody, are you? <laughs> I really hope that if you made it this far, I, I helped you with something or you learned something or even just made you go, oh my God, I feel that too. I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. We're all a little nuts, but you're not alone. We're all learning and we're working and God, life can be really, really hard sometimes. And sometimes those bad times, man, those bad times feel like they're never going to end, but they do. I promise they do no matter what it is. And the only thing we can do is keep on rolling with the punches and rejoicing in the good times and 
making sure that we ourselves become better with time. If you made it this far and you're still listening, thank you. (laughs) I can't thank you enough for just chilling back and listening to me ramble on and have generally no sense of direction in this. I'm kind of literally just doing this. Um, I don't know what the saying is flying off the seat of my pants, off the seat of my pants, edge of my pants. I don't, I don't know what it is, whatever it is. If you know what it is, comment and let me know. But next week, Bianca and I will be back together again with a brand new episode. It'll go back to normal. I promise this is not going to be the norm, but, um, I figured that if there's going to be something out there in the world in 10, 15 years that I can listen to and know exactly where my brain was at when I turned 30, I would love to be able to have that account. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you made it this far and you listened, um, if you didn't like it, don't worry, I won't be talking to myself (laughs) again for at least another year. So, all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and say, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me get my thoughts out from paper to, uh, to Mike, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week or rather, I guess, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week.